Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. I believe this is podcast like six or seven. Six or seven. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's six or seven. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, super excited. I mean, I think we're in the top 20% now. Uh, we've arrived. We've arrived. We're in the top 20%. As soon as we get to episode 21, which we will do because we have no plans on stopping this, um, we'll be in the top 1% of podcasts full throttle doesn't mean everyone it doesn't mean anybody is listening to us <laughs> this, this is true I it mean, just means we quit later <laughs> we pressed we record and then kept going yes yes so super excited about that um but today i we're, we're gonna talk about what are you pointing at me just use your words nick you didn't uh say your name everyone knows my name at this point i'm cody if you don't know me freaking figure your life out <laughs> <laughs> Nick, he's over here pointing at me like, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Read your mind? Well, you know, there's, there's aspects of which we've, we've got this unspoken language that works most of the time, but clearly failed there. Yeah. I was like, what are you pointing at me for? Is there something on me? I'm not recording. We're not recording. We're video. not even video. So no. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Roundabout. Roundabout. Uh, so today we're going to talk about how your environment matters. I think this is so freaking clutch of a conversation. I, there's a lot of reasons. One, I wanted to figure out how to talk about what happened this week of me royally pissing some guy off <laughs> that I've never met in my life. Uh, was thinking about joining the Iron Society. He's definitely not joining the Iron Society now. Yeah, I'd put money on that. Yeah, because uh, I pissed him off. But we were. this whole conversation is just about how your environment matters. And so often... We just think our environment is what it is, and we are where we are, and it just is what it is. And we don't do anything to curate that environment. We don't do anything to create another one or pursue another one. It's Cultivate. Just, it just is what it is. Yep. And the problem with that is you are a product of your environment. Indeed. And so whether it's a good product or it's a bad product, it's a product of your freaking environment. And if you are not thinking about that, at least, um, you will suffer the consequences of not putting any intentional thought toward it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's the big picture today. We're going to talk about how your environment matters. We're going to talk about a few different aspects of that. Uh, and at the end, you know, just kind of challenge you with, you know, are you um, creating yourself a good environment or are you subjecting yourself to one? Is your environment by design or default? Um, so, but first, I, I'm going to ask you a question, Nick. Like, sure. what are your thoughts about environment and specifically an environment men find themselves in? Like, wh what, do you, what do you see? What do you hear about? What are the upsides and downfalls of just a man's environment in general? I think the first thing that comes to my mind, so my, my father was a construction worker, right? He uh -huh. was a metal stud framer. Uh, and so at a, at a fairly young age, I would go on side jobs with him and help him. Uh, we'd hang sheetrock or frame 
and you know, there's other guys around and, you know, and again, I'm, I'm pretty young. Like I want to say it, maybe as early as 10. Okay. Uh, but definitely in and through my teen years, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was not uncommon for, you know, a weekend or an after work thing for me, you know, after school thing for me to, to go help dad on a, on a side job or something. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and he should kind of show me what, what he knew and, but also literally physically needed a hand. Right. Yep. So long story short, in that environment, right, I'm, I'm the school-age kid who's used to school, which is one environment, and what I quickly learned is how men on job sites yeah. talk <laughs> yeah. and interact with each other. It's not a little, it's not fifth grade school yard there, talk. There is, there is so much more vocabulary, <laughs> <laughs> colorful vocabulary used on, on a job site typically, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's just the reality in the world we live in, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so there were, that exposure at an early age, I think, kind of gave me a unique perspective. I mean, maybe not unique, but a different perspective for me to to have a little bit thicker skin that I think some people uh-huh. may have had at, yeah. at an early age, because I heard, you know, I mean, and you, you you get this in locker rooms, you get this in, yes. in multiple different environments, right? Guys being harsh to each other yeah. and and that's how it's viewed from the outside but if you dig a little deeper and understand the relationship right or wrong yeah typically it's they're giving each other a hard time because they actually respecting one another yeah right yeah. and so it's 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 part of the game to like seize upon oh dude dude screwed up and we're gonna let everyone know and or whatever, or or there's a serious aspect to it, like, hey man, you you cannot do it that way. I'm gonna make sure you remember that by yeah. you know making fun of you or whatever. Like, yeah. again, right or wrong, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that's what it was, and mm-hmm. so that environment kind of gave me a perspective to where I tended to be a little more thicker skinned but also a little more harsh when yeah. it came to criticizing mm-hmm. people around me. I whether I verbalized it or was it just in my head. Yeah, that. I, I was a very black and white, very right and wrong kind of kind of young man, yeah. right? And, and well into my twenties yeah. and thirties, for that matter, like understanding that there's gray area, right, yeah. between the black and white, which I've come to understand, it's called grace. It's amazing, right? <laughs> like there is truth and there is grace, and they are both needed. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's what I first think about environment and and how that can affect you. Now, I also because of exposed of that environment in the young age. Again, with the colorful language, I tended to cuss yeah. a lot sooner than probably a lot of young men did, yeah. per- perhaps, right? What was strange, though, is I was able to control it in the different environments that I, I was in. Yeah. Because I went through youth group and all the things all through high school and whatnot. And so often, you know, I keep my tongue just fine around yeah. certain people, but I get around other people who were also cussing or mm-hmm. back on the job site or whatever. And pick it up, no problem. Like, and it, it just fluent, right? Yeah. Like, you know, no problem. So it just, it, it affects you regardless. And again, I got brought along into that environment. I, you know, really didn't have a choice. Uh, you know, it was just being obedient to what my dad was asking of me and helping out and whatever. But sometimes we've got to really evaluate whether environment is healthy or not for you. And Again, right or wrong, that environment helped shape who I was. Yeah, and period. And that was the word I was going to pick up on because you said it affected you, mm-hmm. and yes, it did affect you. Mm-hmm. But I think a, the more accurate word 
for what it did is it shaped you. Yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. that's what environments do. Yes. They shape us uh, for better or for worse. Influence. Right? It's, it, it influences you because it's just human nature to bend to environments and to bend to culture around you. Yeah, you adapt. And, yeah, and every single environment has a different culture, mm-hmm. has a different way of talking, mm-hmm. has different mm-hmm. layers and levels of expectation. Yep. And you will either, one, typically assimilate to that, right, or you will quickly remove yourself from it, uh-huh. mm-hmm. depending on your ability to do so. And because in that environment, you didn't really have a choice, you had... Well, the only choice you had was to assimilate. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Ultimately, I mean, there are those who are able to stand firm in, in how they think and what they do and what they say. But I think most often you're going to have people assimilate. Yeah. And I think the people that, personally, I think that the people that can remain the same in a culture for any extended period of time, mm-hmm. they are the exception and not the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say those people are able to do, why, why would you say those people are able to do that? Because there's, there's some value there, right? To be able to be unwavering in your convictions and your way about doing things. It's, a stub- it's stubbornness at the end of the day. I mean, because there's the positive side of that, but then there's the negative side of it. Sure, right? sure. There are people that can... Are, can go into a negatively influential environment and stay positively attached to positive things. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then there's people that can go into a positive environment and be so stubborn and hold on to their negative ways of thinking. Right. Um, yeah. No, it goes and both at the ways. end of the day, it's, I mean, it's positive or negative stubbornness at some point, mm-hmm. like just being able to, um, and even as we were talking this morning at the gym, like there's a certain level of rebellion in that. Like, and I would say maybe that's part of it is oh, you get put in an environment and it's like, no, I'm going to rebel against this. And that might be more of the, you know, you're in a positive environment, but you're holding on the negative things. And mm-hmm. it's just like, this more like, you know, I don't know, outlaw, rebellious. More of like, an authority issue potentially. Or- yeah. Like, I'm not going to do what they say, yeah. you know. Um, but at the same time, I see people that, you know, go into both of those types of environments and choose to do otherwise. Sure. Um, and those individuals, I, I think that those individuals are some of the most powerful individuals either way, because it just shows that they have a freaking backbone one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. they got a freaking backbone and they can, they can stand their ground. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of Paul when he, you know, speaking to, uh, was it the, was the Corinth, uh, he started, spoke to a lot of people. I know. I'm uh, at the. Uh, I'm going to screw up the name of it. The, the it's what it translates to Mars Hill. The Aragopolis. Uh, uh, Am I saying that right? Arig- Probably. I don't know. <clears throat> well, somebody look it up. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> this is not a theology show. <laughs> so, but you know, he he walked around and saw. I think it was the Athenians. He he in Athens there. He he walks around. and He sees all these uh, idols mm-hmm. throughout the city. Right. Yeah. You know they've they've. You know, praying to the god of rain and praying to the god of sun and praying you know, all these different gods, you know, and you know, so they're they're worshiping all these different gods basically to cover their basis, right? Yes. Like they're they they want life to go well, yeah. And so their culture was such that they prayed to all of them. There yep. was no one god, and they even had a an idol 
and in the inscription to the unknown God. Exactly. That's the ultimate cover your bases right there. uh, Exactly. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's like, well, let's just make sure. If we missed one, here we go. Don't want to piss some random (laughs) God off that we had no clue existed, you know. But what Paul cleverly did is he was able to come into that culture, begin to understand, you know, and and he was Roman himself, right? But he understood their thinking in this, and he kind of used it to his advantage to be able to tell them about the unknown God, which was the God of the Bible, right? Yep. and, and and so that's where he you know he he took that opportunity. I, I just it makes me think of how at times it's good to assimilate to an extent, right? But then use that relationship you've created and, and that you know you know the culture and then be able to go, hey, have you thought of this? Yeah, right. So where you now can flip the influence on its head essentially and have the influences share and speak with them about a concept or belief or, or yeah. value that you hold. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that, that starts to get into like what I call the proximity principle mm. of like looking to influence or be influenced by proximity. And most of the time that is, well, it happens all the time with whoever or whomever you have proximity to. But if you want to change positively or if you get changed negatively, it can be because of proximity. Sure. And ultimately, like, I mean, it still is environment, right? You yep. are, you're become, you're increasing the proximity in which you have to somebody to influence them or for them to influence you. Correct. And Paul, he got in closer proximity. And now there were other factors at play with what he was doing because mm-hmm. he had, you know, the social um, background of what that, you know, that group was all about. Mm-hmm. So he could go in and influence them in their environment. Right. Um, but that's a, I mean, that's. That's that's what Paul yeah. did. That's what Paul did. Well, I mean, he, then he brought along Timothy, right? Like he then, it, I, I see it as you know that mentor relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like there's influence happening, right? Yeah. He's Timothy needed a older, wiser somebody to learn from, yeah. and Paul had the opportunity to, to share the the wisdom that he had yeah. gained and whatnot, and kind of you know pass that you know pass that down to yeah. Timothy. Yeah, and, and that was great for Timothy because he put himself in an environment where he could get those things imparted to him. Yes. Right. And that's the, cause that's the thing that most people need to recognize. And I would say most men is every environment will impart something to you. Yes. Every environment will impart something good to or you, bad, good or bad. And every time something gets imparted to you, you consciously or subconsciously get to make the choice, whether you accept that impartation or you reject it. Right. Right. Most men, though, live lives of such passivity mm. that every environment they go into, they just accept it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's egregious, mm-hmm. they reject it, mm-hmm. right? And, and what I mean by that is, and we saw this over the past few years with COVID, right? Right. Um, yep. It's like, if, if there was something egregious in their minds, it's like, they're going to speak out against it, post memes about it, like, just be over the top about it, right? Yep. Yep. And personally, I think if, if every Christian man could be that, um, that convicted or, or that, you know, walk out his convictions in such a passionate way about the evil things in this world, um, or the things they face, I, this world would be a whole lot different, mm. but it's because they are passive with some and more aggressive with others. Sure. Um, but environments impart things end of story. Yep. Um, and <laughs> you just see it everywhere. And that's why like one of the quotes that has always always, always, always both encouraged me and scared the living crap out of me Hmm. is 
you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ooh, yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Um, because, like, it, I mean, depending on where you spend the majority of your time, that can be a really good thing or really bad thing. Yeah. And if it is a good thing, it's super encouraging. Mm-hmm. But if you look around yourself and you're like, dude, the, the people I spend the most time around are losers. Like absolute losers. That could be a problem. That's going to be a big problem. Yeah. And, and I mean, to get into the story of the guy that I royally pissed off because I, that I alluded to earlier, this dude reached out to us. He actually jumped on one of our calls. Like we invited some dudes to jump on a call with us just for one time. Cause we're talking about marriage stuff and he wants to get, make his marriage better. So check, I already know one thing you need to improve. Right. And because you need to improve that, I could probably also um, pontificate over there's probably a half a dozen other things you need to make better. Sure. Gets on the call, loves it. We start talking about it. He's interested in the Iron Society, right? Tell him the different options he has. He's like, I can't afford it, right? It's, I mean, it's not even like the Iron Society is this expensive, but he's like, I can't afford it. Okay, cool. So then we started talking through, all right, so how much more, just big picture finances. How much yeah. more money do you need to make? You, which which you didn't need to do, but you're just yeah, wanting just to like, help I, I this wanna, guy, right? I want to like, help him out. Yeah. I want to get to know a little more and be like, dude, maybe I can like give you some ideas on how to make some more money because yeah. sounds like you need some more. Come to find out, like homeboy's wife is working full time and he's p- delivering pizzas at night, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, look, I... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go straight to the. You need to man man up, dude. And your wife should be home and you should be working. All this. I'm like, okay, like I just. I'm. I'm not getting that deep into the dynamics. Different seasons. Yes. People. He's doing something, right? He's doing like, something. Uh, but I. I asked the question. I said, "How much more money do you need to make a month to really make all this work for you?" And he's like, thirty-seven hundred dollars. Okay, cool. Got it. How long has this been going on for? Six years. And as that's, a, and as soon as I heard the six year thing, that's where I'm like, okay, like this is not like, and we've had a hard a season. We've had a hard year or a hard 18 <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah. This is over half a freaking decade, Oof. my guy. So I got onto my phone and I start doing the calculations. I'm like, okay, you, you've needed $3,700 more a month for six years. That's like 72 months. I did all the math. It's $244,000. Almost okay? a quarter mil. Over a quarter million or almost a almost. quarter million. So I said, okay, because ultimately when we're looking at this, I'm like, dude, making more money is just a process of adding more skill sets to your belt that are, you know, uh, they are, they're valuable in the marketplace hundred percent, and finding people that'll pay you for it. Like yep. that's really what you do. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like, because you have not leveled up as a man. And you have not added skill sets to your tool belt over the last six years. I can tell you that not doing that has cost your family almost a quarter million dollars in the past six years. And you can also infer that what his five friends look like yeah, and what well, they're yes. doing. And this is and that this is where this conversation fits in, is because I said that, and I'm saying it just to point out the elephant in the room of like, you look at it as you need thirty seven hundred dollars more a month. I'm looking at it from the perspective of you haven't grown as a man and added skills and leveled up. And so that's actually costing you more money than $3,700 a month. It's almost cost you a quarter million dollars in the last six years. Well, I would argue even more. Oh, because yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And that's just the easiest way to calculate yes. it. Then this is where the story took like a turn is I just get a text back from the dude and he's like, how 
dare you talk to me like that? He said, no one talks to me like that. Now I know for sure I'm not joining the Iron Society. Like, I can't believe you would say that. And what do you think he was actually upset that you said? Just the fact that you said that he cost himself, his I, family, the to money? To be honest because, with you, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm trying to understand what would have set him off to, to respond like that. Well, what I did, and this is, this is the big... Because that wasn't harsh. No, it wasn't harsh. But big picture, this is what it was. What I pointed out was, in, in, in short terms, I pointed out the fact that you, sir have not done what you have needed to do for the past six years. And because of your lack of effort and intentionality and you growing as a man, you have cost your family money. You, you failed. You have it's, failed. It's, I'm sure that's how he probably perceived that. It's and you failed. And here's the thing. Good. Yeah. Feel it. And that's what I told him. I responded back to him. I said, I can tell you're upset. Don't, don't dismiss that. I said, feel every bit of the anger right now. And if you want to direct it toward me, cool. Let me be your punching bag. I don't care. But then I was very honest with him. I said, what you just said to me was that no one talks to you like this. And that's your problem. Yep. Is I guarantee you, you probably go to church every Sunday. You probably have people pray for you every freaking week for the past six years of, oh, we need God to provide more I, money. I need a job. We need, we need God to have a financial miracle. And maybe, you know, and, and part of that, if you ever pray for that things, I'm not saying don't pray for those things because I've prayed for those things before. Certainly. At the same time, oftentimes when we pray for God to move mountains, he wants to put a shovel in your hand first. Yep. And for you, sir, you need to like... You need to figure out a way to level up and add some skill sets. And you're just pissed off at me because I was the one that pointed it out because you made it very clear that no one talks to you like this. And that was very, very revealing to me because how often are men in environments with so-called friends Mm -hmm. that don't have the balls to point things out, right? And it's like, no one talks to me like that. Don't say that like it's a badge of honor. Right. Like, you know, like no one talks to me like this. Dude, dude, that's scary that no one talks to you like this. It shows that you're in an environment where no one has the, no one loves you enough to say, hey, dude, for six years, you haven't grown in this area. You got to change something, dog. Or or perhaps... One or two has, and he shut them down so quick, so hard, mm-hmm. so fierce, or just terminated the relationship altogether, right? Because yeah. for him, I, I feel like that's a, you're pointing out my wound, yeah. right? You're, you're pulling the, the scab off that I've been trying to, you know, mend and, yep. and, and hide ultimately, right? Absolutely. Like you're, you're dressing up the pig because, you know, she needs to look better and yet, you know, it's still a freaking pig. You yes. still suck at what you're doing because yep. you're not suck at what you're doing. Maybe at the end of the day, the man needs to provide well for his family, yeah. right? And he has every ability to do so. YouTube University is free. Last time I looked, yeah. and you can learn to do just about anything nowadays. Yep. And instead, he's chosen to deliver pizzas at night. Yes, I mean at the. I could see that if, if, if you need something and then you're in a tight spot and that's where it is, cool. You do that for a few weeks, a month, God forbid, a year. Or do it on top of a full-time job. But exactly. If you're Dave what what or was something. he doing during the day? That should be your side hustle. Yes. And then and then your your other one, you know, 
the other side hustle becomes your full-time gig and you can let go of that. Like you're, you're constantly upgrading, yep. right? Like you're constantly applying yourself to move to the next position yep. that benefits your family. Yeah. And, and, but to bring this back around the whole thing I was trying to talk to him about was dude, you're using this excuse, right? And, and the investment that he was going to make to be in the iron society mm-hmm. is, I mean, I, crumbs compared to what he's wasted over the past six years yeah absolute crumbs yeah and i'm like look by you not wanting to put yourself in this to to invest in yourself money to be around this environment you're costing yourself this because ultimately what it came down to is he is not placing himself in an environment where the outcome that he wants is the expected outcome right like any dude in the iron society we we had a we had a different guy actually leave. We 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 rarely have people leave the Iron Society. We had one guy leave because he couldn't quote afford it. And this was when it was even cheaper than it is now. Yeah. And we're like trying to get him out of this mindset of you're looking at blah, 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 blah. And I'm I, I got on the phone with him and taught him how to flip couches. Sure. Right. On Facebook. Go yep. get this free couch. Go flip it for three hundred dollars. And all of a sudden, boom, you do that five times a month. That's fifteen hundred dollars, dude. Yeah. Like, but what they do is, is we can chart, we can start to remove ourselves from these environments or not even get into them because what it does is it challenges the status quo of our lives. Right. And that's exactly what you need. Yes. You need to get into an environment that is going to like challenge the status quo of your life. Otherwise, just like certain species of plants or vegetables can't grow in certain areas. Right. The problem is you have, you're a certain kind of seed and you're in a certain environment and you're not growing. Yeah. That should be a very clear indicator of, I need to put myself in a different ecosystem yeah. and different soil yep. so I can actually even have the slightest chance of growing because some, some vegetables, it doesn't matter if, if they're in a certain climate or environment, they won't even sprout. Yeah. And that might literally, to follow through on the analogy, like you might literally need to pick up and move to a different city or state. Right. But sometimes you just need to amend that soil. Yes. Right. Provide the nutrients that that soil needs by feeding it. Right. We should always, always be learning. You, You should be learning till the day you die. Yeah. Right, like, there's no reason not to to feed yourself with wisdom and new knowledge and a different perspective. Yep. And part of how we do that is being around other people. Yep. Other men, other guys that are you know pursuing Christ and pursuing careers, pursuing their wife, pursuing their kids. Like, you should be motivated by those guys. Like, so for me, you know, 2017, I think 2015, I met a met a buddy, met a guy, and he was a firefighter, mm-hmm. right? And we hit it off and, you know, started hanging out together more. He started coming to our church that we were at, he and his family. And, and then I realized there was another guy at church that was a firefighter, you know, and mm-hmm. three of us were getting together at times and whatnot and, or, or independently or what have you. And then I remember back, you know, one of the employees that worked for me and a, and a close friend back in the day, that was what he did. He was working for us at the time and was putting himself through uh, a fire program and ended up getting picked up with Seattle and, you know, yada, yada. And it, it sparked in me this like, man, I, I wish I would have, I could have done, I could have uh-huh. gone that same route as Jesse. That would have been, 
I, you know, I, I feel like I might have missed the boat on that. And it was a conversation I was having with this new friend. Uh-huh. You know, it's been a couple of years now or whatever, being around him and, you know, seeing his schedule and, and different things that were attractive to me. I was like, man, I wonder, I wonder if I could do that. Yeah. Like, Is it, too, you know, and, and he was like, you know, it's not too late. You are, you are a great candidate in, in these, this many ways, right? X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So, you know, now I'm encouraged by it. And it was all because of that environment and that relationship, seeing, you know, seeing him and, and my other buddies, you know, they're in fire and I've got a bunch of friends in law enforcement and, you know, mm-hmm. just that public service aspect. I was, I was desiring that camaraderie, yeah. you know, the brotherhood, you know, within the firehouse I was desiring, you know, I, by then I had started my own business and while I love interacting with my clients, I didn't have that, that coworker to stand shoulder to shoulder yep. with and do it together. Right. Yep. Like I was missing that. And so that, I needed to, I needed that new environment. And so I started working to that end, you know? Well, and, and the question that popped up into your head is the golden nugget here. Mm. You were, you started to be around Mm -hmm. these, these firefighters. Mm -hmm. And the question you asked yourself, I wonder if I could do that. Yeah. It sparks curiosity yep. when you are in an environment where you are seeing something done or a way of behavior or a way of living yep. that is not congruent with the way you're currently living. Yep. This is, in fact, exactly what we saw with Mikey D in the gym. Sure. Right? We start taking him to the gym. Or he's, we don't take him. He, come, he joins us. <laughs> he's capable of I, getting I love there you, himself. Mikey, but you know, you're, with, you're working out with us. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, but we start to do something and we'll slap some more weight on for him or something. And the thought he has to have the same thought in his head is either I don't think I can. And because he's in the environment where we're calling him higher to be stronger, mm-hmm. he goes and meets it. Mm-hmm. Or he'll naturally think he'll look at those heavier ones and be like, I wonder if I could do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that is one of the ways that you know that you are in a environment that is actually really good for you mm-hmm. is you ask yourself those questions. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I could do that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, what if I could accomplish that? I wonder if I could grow like that. Right. Because if you're doing that, that curiosity, what it sparks in your brain neurologically is it opens what's called a story loop. Okay. And your brain must have a resolution to that story loop. Mm. It's the way your brain works. Mm. Uh, people use it in psychological marketing all the time. You okay. open a story loop, your brain has to get to the end of it. And that is where your brain then will start seeking out the end and finding the solution. That's what becomes so powerful. When you put yourself in an environment like that, the moment you think, I wonder if I can do it, your brain goes to work figuring out if you can. Mm. and that is where if you are around that environment, you're constantly getting the reinforcement of, yes, you can. Right. Right. And that is when you start to see people make these changes in their life that otherwise would have, they would have thought were impossible. But it's because they got in the environment, they opened the story loop of, I wonder if I could do this. Start taking the steps. And, and, but here's the thing. Start and, stacking and this is where small you get wins. Into some crazy neuroscience. Okay. Is your brain we'll start finding ways to accomplish it. Mm. And this is, the, this is the neuroscience behind what a lot of people call manifestation. Okay. Right? It, like, lit, quite literally, if you give yourself, if you give your brain an outcome and you 
through repetition or whatever ways you want to do that, you start telling your brain this is important, your subconscious starts finding ways to make it a reality. Mm. And that's where people want to call it manifestation or they want to call it this or that or the other thing. Having a vision. Homeboy, it's neuroscience. It's yeah. how God designed your freaking brain. Cool. And this is why, right, guys, before they ever have affairs in the physical, mm. where does the affair start first? In their head. In their head. They start thinking of the images, sure. right? They, I wonder if this could actually happen. Right. And then what happens to their brain? Right. Their brain starts going, I'll figure out how to make this happen. And then, hmm, weird. You start texting this woman or you start messaging her on Instagram or Facebook or you start randomly bumping into her at places. Right. And it leads down the road to this. This did not happen by, that's why other people say, you know, I fell into adultery. Boy, you didn't fall into crap. <laughs> no. It's not like, a, it wasn't like a pothole you were walking down the oh, road. <laughs> like, dude, that was a ladder you climbed for months. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's the same way with that. Yeah. It's, it goes on in your head first and it opens the story loop and then your brain finds a way to make it happen. And this is why environment is so important. Yeah. Good, good or bad. Yes. Right. Getting around people that are going to call you up, call you to more or getting around an environment that brings you down, that pulls yep. you away from your responsibilities and your commitments and values and, and who you say you are, right? Yep. Changes your identity for the worse. 100%. Yep. Because you will start to latch on different pieces of identity from that environment that you are in. Yeah. 1,000%. I would think, correct me if I'm wrong, having your identity solidified, right, would, would make you more resilient. 100%. To the negative, right, of, yes. of pulling you away yep. from tearing you down, from destroying your marriage, so on and so forth. Yep. I mean, and, pre pretty even, easy I, math. And I would say, though, depending on how strong that cultural tide is, wherever you are, I don't care how strong your identity is. Mm -hmm. If you're around it long enough and you subject yourself to it long enough, it will be death by a thousand cuts. Yes. And yes. this is why I always say, like, the devil is a patient incrementalist, uh -huh. Uh -huh. right? Like he will not come and give you the entire chain to chain yourself up with at one time. Mm -hmm. He will give you one small link yeah, and then leave you alone for a little bit and then come back and give you another one. And then slowly over time, all of a sudden you have, you have accepted link by link of yeah. the chain that has now bound you. Right. That's good. And that's where I, I, I don't care how strong your identity is. If you are in a certain environment, you, it will erode you day by day by day. And that's why you, you have to be so freaking intentional with the environment you put yourself in. I feel like the identity is, enables you to identify yes. your environment more quickly. 100%. Right? Recognize, is this where I should be or yep. is this where I should not be? Are these the thoughts I should be having or not? Yep. Is this a value that I hold or not? Yep. It, getting clear on all that stuff and how you're going to respond is what's so clutch and what's the, the beauty of it is, is that ultimately that vision that we're talking about, right? The thing that is propelling you or the neuroscience that's happening, that, that story loop you're talking yep. about, if you have it already set as a positive, right, that's only going to call you up and cause you to grow and continue to learn and, and be, you know, level up. If that's already set, then you're going to continue down that path. Yes. It's, it's not going to be so easy for when that rogue wave comes or this opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, that, that may be okay on the surface, but really, you know, it's got some consequences that you <laughs> leads down a, a horrible path. 
come, you can more quickly, okay, wait, you know, actually this doesn't align. Yeah. Right. This, this actually is taking me way, way off the course. Yep. We we're going to get right back on because this is what I know to be true. Yep. And, and dude, it's my, my wife asked me the same question all the time when we meet new couples mm. all the time. And it's after the first time we meet them. Okay. She'll ask me. So do you see this man as someone that you could be around? Mm. That's the question she yeah. asked me because I can very, qu- I can very quickly, I can, I mean, I can meet a guy and know whether I will want to spend time with him, whether he is part of the environment I want to be around or not. Right. Um, there was somebody recently that, you know, she's like, so I know we, we met these, we met these folks or these people that you could, um, that you could spend time around. I was like, well, um, yeah, I could be, we could, we could be hospitable to these people. Uh, we could be acquaintances with these people. Uh, but this particular, I, I don't see myself, um, seeking this person out and yeah. me, me purposefully spending, um, more time with this individual. Yeah. And she was like, got it. Okay, cool. Because she, she just knows how I discern those things is I am, I will not, I just, I will not, if, if you get any sizable amount of my time, there is a reason why I'm with you. Yeah. Whether I have communicated it or not, there is a reason I spend time with you. Um, and if there, and if we don't spend a lot of time together and we've had a lot of opportunity to now, you know, now, you know why <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and to each his own, right? Like, but I just, my- and here's the deal. I could be looked as a, as a total asshole for this. Okay. But here's the deal. I am so convinced of my calling. I am so convinced of my purpose that I will. And dude, this is why people could think I'm a total butthole. Okay. If you are not going to challenge me in a way to make me rise. Yeah. I will not spend very much time around you. Yeah. Because I know where the hell I'm going. Yeah. You're and, not headed in the same direction at that point, and, right? Whether you're sitting still or going backwards, yeah. you're not you're not moving forward. And so I why I am I gonna attach myself to anchors that yep. are gonna slow me down? Yep. And this is this is not mean. This does not mean I will not counsel people, I will not befriend people, and I don't want it to come across that way. Because even as I was talking about this with my wife once, she's like, Well, does that mean you're not I mean Jesus hung around these kind of people, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, yeah, yes, I understand that. But at the same time, what did Jesus also do to the disciples? Hey, you want to follow me? Leave your crap over here, and then you can come follow me, yep. right? Jesus also said, he who is not you know, willing to forsake family and homes is not worthy of being called my disciple. There was always sacrifice if you want to follow Jesus, yep. right? Yep. And then through his ministry, he would minister to other people. Absolutely. Um, but there's intentionality there, Yes. right? These are the 12 guys I'm going to pour into, and they're going to pour into me, mm-hmm. right? We're going to have each other's back. And then everyone else, we're going to love on. Yep. We're going to speak truth to. We're going to have grace with. Yes. Right? Those are who we minister to, yes. ultimately. Yeah. And, and if guys would just understand that principle of, I am only going to spend time around people and put myself in environments that call me higher. Mm-hmm that challenge me to be greater, that challenge the way I think, that challenge the way I live, that challenge the way I talk, behave, all those things. If guys would do that, we would see so much less mediocrity and quite honestly, just lives being thrown away in the church. Absolutely. I mean, I think about all the time wasted ultimately, right? Like, yeah. 
if you take a group of guys that are just existing, right? They're not thriving. Yep. They're just existing. So, so Friday night rolls around. What are they doing? Are they, they out, you know, helping one of them, you know, build some addition to their home or, mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or are they, you know, spending time with their families and, and, you know, just crushing that aspect of life or, or are they just, you know, flipping, you know, God forbid somebody out there gets offended of this, but playing video games or something, right? Like, uh, yes, that can be enjoyable, but is it, is it really what a 30 eight year old should be spending his time doing? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know, but I'll play with my kids every once in a while, but I'm not going to turn it on and sit down myself and waste an hour because I need to zone out or something like what's, what's there's, there's so many more things I can be doing and that might be taking a nap Yep, and I'm cool with that. Right. I might need the sleep, but Playing a video game to me, I don't know. I, I'm on a tangent, I guess here, but it's yeah, just, it's just I, it's pointless. I think ultimately the big takeaway because we're at, we're just about at time. Um, I think the big takeaway is, and the challenge for you would be to audit your environment. Yeah, right. Do an audit of yep. your environment. Like first, ask yourself the question: Have the environments that you have been subjecting yourself to have they been happening by default or by design? Is it just been, you've kind of been going with the flow or have you been intentionally seeking these things? And then the second thing would be to do something about it in regard to find another man or a group of men that you see that you really admire the the fruit of their life, the way their life is going. That you should aspire to. Yes. Or could aspire to. And get yourself around them. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need to do, because I'll tell you this. Men that you would look at where their life would be aspirational for you, it's not going to be easy to get around them, right? It's not going to be easy. Yeah. So you need to do whatever you need to do to fight for time around them. And that might be starting to even just mimic what they're doing. Yes. If you you know them enough to know, oh, that dude's in the gym every morning. Yeah. Or that guy's serving every every other Sunday, or yep. or what have you. Just go do that. Yep. Right. Go sign up at the same gym. Yep. Go go serve on the same team. Just get around a church. Get around them. You don't have to like. Hey, can you be my friend? Yeah. Don't make <laughs> it awkward. Don't make it awkward. Just yeah. just go start mimicking some of what he's doing, and you might be surprised how that begins to affect your life. Yep. You know, and there's other ways as well. There's being intentional. Like, get yourself in a life group. You know, a small group, right? Yep. Setting to where you can start to be known and yeah. get to know other guys, right? Yep. Do a men's Bible study. If there's not one in a church, start one. Yep. Right. Um, you know, there's also all types of different programs out there. Iron Society being one of them. Yep. Come, come see what the brotherhood's about and what we're doing and what we're calling guys to. And yeah. you know, we get we provide a framework to work from. Like you want the easy button. It doesn't exist. Yeah. But I tell you what, I can, I can, we can show you some things that will get you down that path a lot quicker. Yep. hundred percent. You know, yeah, without a doubt. So at the end of the day, audit your friggin' environment, get yourself around better people and do just don't be satisfied with where you're at. Right. Never. Don't be satisfied with where you're at because there's always another level. And I think as men of God, we should be pursuing that because yeah. we will never fully realize all of who we're supposed to be in the Lord and what the Lord wants us to be. But if we're not in pursuit of that, yep. that's where I think the loss really happens. And that doesn't mean you can't experience contentment, right? Yes. Like there's, there's a difference between being satisfied and being content, I feel like. And satisfied 
should leave you should be left hungering for more. Yes. That that thing you just learned that that level you just reached should propel you to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I think contentment with where we're at is like, man, I I really want these things, but even if I don't get them, I'm totally cool exactly. with, with where I'm at. Right I'm now. thankful for I'm where thankful I'm at. For this. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. Yes, but you can still aspire to grow. Amen. And that's what I think every one of us should do. So, anyways, Thank you all for joining us this week. Excited for next week. Hopefully we'll get Gordon Braley on here soon. I I still want to have that conversation about standards with him. That'll be fire. Anyways, you guys, we will talk to you next week, but that is all for now. We'll catch you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me, at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well, at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.